Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thursday morning, Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic, is the program VCU takes an 11-point loss to St. Bonaventure last night. That's all right, though. The mood is no less thrilling in this uh, in this studio. Although I will say, that was... Probably let, let me let me qualify it right. Let me put the qualifiers on it. That was the worst VCU crowd I've seen at a big game. No, in a couple decades. Well, that's disappointing. Well, well, but but let's qualify it right. Yeah, uh, it's it's January third. The students are gone. The, True. the students aren't here. Uh, it was it was nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. It was freezing cold last night too. It, it was. They do have heating in the Seagull Center now, so that's that's the good news. <laughs> Even um, still, you they, have to get do, out of your do house. Have, uh, they do have HVAC systems. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 they. Uh, it it was it was you know you wonder maybe if if you could have had a nice Saturday matinee or something if there would have been a little little more juice on that. Uh, we live in TV's world. TV says uh, when to jump, and uh, they say. How high and how late? And uh, the word was was nine o'clock last night. There we uh, go. JC on the board this morning. Hey, hey. Uh, JC, uh, hem- haven't seen you in thirteen days. So it's this crazy. Is, I mean, this uh, this is the stuff of dreams right here. Uh, Megan hanging out with us hey. this morning too. So we got the whole crew. We I love got it. Megan. Uh, yeah. Lane, Cas- <laughs> Lane Cassidani joins us at ten thirty. Uh, he was in Italy uh, over Christmas. Oh, um, buongiorno. I was up in Reston. Over the holiday break, uh, which a lot of people say is the Florence of Northern Virginia, um, <laughs> I said who that says the that? First time, uh, <laughs> Megan, you went to the Eiffel Tower. I did go to uh, the Eiffel Tower at the King's Eiffel Dominion. Tower, yep, right in Doswell, <laughs> <laughs> where it's famous for. Ooh la la. Uh, it was a lot of fun. New Year's it was Eve, beautiful. New Year's Eve. I went with uh, Vince, my boyfriend, um, and my family, and it is just beautiful. Ice skating, music, lights, just idyllic. Very fun. Shout uh, out to Vince, the it. boyfriend. How late? Yes. <laughs> now I'm sure they did a midnight countdown. How late did you go? Like, did you call it a night after that, or? We did. Okay. Uh, so I would have stayed longer, but yeah. I think Vince and my dad were pretty like done at that point. They're yeah. tired. They want to go home. And so, <laughs> you know, we did the we did the countdown and they're like, peace out. <laughs> were people on the rides at midnight? Uh, that I don't yeah. know. I wasn't really going on the rides and stuff. Not, like, we you're not a roller. Are you a roller coaster person? Oh, I love it. I just okay. wasn't that night. So, okay, but I love roller coasters. The Twisted Timbers. That's the one. Yeah, Twisted Timbers. That that's the one. Is this the one that's like reminiscent of the Grizzly? I don't, know what the, um, I don't know what the grizzly is. That's Bush Gardens. No. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, no. This one, it's uh, where, okay, this is the um, the Ricochet. That was the old name for the roller coaster ride across from it. So okay. Okay. Yeah, and they like revamped that one. I forgot what it was originally called. I but it was a wooden one, and I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't like the wooden ones where it kind of shakes yeah. you, like you, you leave with fewer teeth than you started the ride with. That's <laughs> a little like, that, that's le- that, that reduces the fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I prefer to finish the ride with all my teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm old-fashioned that way. Uh, <laughs> call, the, call them old fashioned. R.I.P. Though to the greatest King's Dominion ride of all time, which one? The volcano. Oh yeah, it I did close. Oh yeah. So I, I I can't spoil it for you because they've closed it. Um, but the bit on the volcano was it was the roller coaster and you kind of started and it started yeah. like tick click 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 going up and yeah. then it just shot you up mm-hmm. oh like as gosh. fast as you normally go down, you go up. And you Jeez. don't, you, the first time you do it, you don't see it coming and it's wild. So it's like the reverse of the Intimidator. It shoots you out of the volcano. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I it's... meant to go on it, but like they close it like right around that time. I never got my chance. <laughs> 
did. We um, so Kings Dominion, good family fun. Yes. Uh, we went a few years ago during training camp, and um, uh, Pam, my friend from D.C., was down with uh, some of her friends, yeah. and one of them decided she needed to take a gummy before doing the roller coasters. Oh, boy. Oh. Now, are we talking CBD or the big boy gummies? Beats me. I don't know. I don't do any of it. <laughs> um, what I know is she spent the day not riding rides, but in the uh, special, like, care room on site there. <laughs> they, That's fun. They, uh, That's fun. They, they have a little, like, you know, padded room for people yeah, who have had too yeah. much fun at King's Dominion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> yeah, they have those for people at festivals. You know what it's called? Mm. Bear care. Bear, bear care. care. Bear care. They just give you like a bear hug and put you in the room. It's kind of like <laughs> keeping the theme of the Grateful Dead, you know, the dancing bear. I don't. It's bear care. Grateful yeah. Dead's a blind spot in my in my Me cultural. Too. I'm not mad at you for that because it's not. <laughs> I think I think the Grateful Dead's very overrated. Come at me. Come at me on on X, guys. Come at me. I don't care. Do you do jam band? Like, are you a fish guy or like what? I no. don't like fish. There's a lesser known one called Humphreys McGee that I've seen sure. a few times. Okay. They're pretty they're pretty cool, but they're all they're all much of the same. You're like, this song has been going on for too long. I wonder when it ends. <laughs> oh, I don't think it ever ends. Jay Z dunking on jazz bands. You never know uh hey, you never know what you're right. around here. Jazz and jam are jam. two very different things. Jam bands. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I could, after calling it St. Bonaventures earlier, I'm that I'm a that's two errors today. Put put two errors on the on the scorecard Sheesh. for me today. Absolutely, my I, goodness. I'm not anti jazz. Save your uh, save your phone calls. Pop quiz for <laughs> you that. right now, though, Michael. Yeah, I got a pop quiz for both of you guys. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Kings Dominion. King, Kings Dominion. <laughs> goodness gracious. Kings Dominion was originally opened uh, under a different name in 1979. Can you tell me what it was? No googling. But Paramount something, right? Mm-mm. No. No. Oh, I didn't know. I I'll give you a hint. Think of Jurassic Park. Okay. They had dinosaurs? They did. I don't I don't know if they did or not. There is some kind of dinosaur yeah. situation. Like a there, dinosaur right? theme. Was like it was originally thing. called The Lost World. The Lost really? World. Yeah. In okay. 1979 it opened. Okay. And yeah, rest in peace to the Blast Coaster Volcano. I got to ride it one time uh in my life before it was closed down. And that's a that's a crazy coaster. Mm. Where where are you getting this from, by the way? <laughs> where do you think Google? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Wikipedia, actually, I got I found the what Lost Island, the lost the lost world, the lost world. Yes, I'm not I'm not seeing that. We're gonna fact check that during the break. I don't. Okay. Okay. Because it I'm <laughs> reading the Wikipedia entry here. Wait, and you said King's Dominion opened in '79. Um. Hang on, yes. hang on, hang on, hang on. The park's well-known Lost World mountain ride debuted in 1979. Oh, Originally, the where... Lost Mountain featured a flume ride, a children's attraction, mine ride known as Land of the Doos, and a rotor called Time Shaft. Oh okay. No, good, I, good I, I was correct. It was Paramount's King's Dominion. Okay. All right. I, <laughs> that's what it was when I was a kid, too. So you're the producer. Paramount. Your job is to fact check me. <laughs> Megan, your job is to fact check JC from now on. I got, we, it. Like, I got it. Apparently. The, the producer needs a producer here. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm here. We need checks and balances there, in this There studio. were no checks or balances in that. <laughs> well, I was wondering, because I've been going to King's Dominion since I was a baby, and my mom's been going since it was open, and I was like, I was, I'm pretty sure it opened in yeah. 73. Yeah, this I was. Like is, is, yeah, I was is. mistaken. So the blast coasters, yeah. like uh, the the mound that that's what used to be the Lost World, where where yeah. they constructed the volcano out of, used to be this this log flume amalgamation. That sounds so fun. A children's thing. attraction mine ride. Is this like back in the day when like kids worked in mines? Like, is that <laughs> who was like preparing them for their future? Right, it's not so scary. It's just I another hope, day at work. I hope it's off to work we go. I paid money for this. Unbelievable. Oh All right, get, get 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 your picket out. Let's uh, let's let's dig up some some gems here. All right, uh, Lane Casadani on the other side of the break. Uh, he can weigh in on uh, everything going on in the world of college basketball. VCU lost last night. Uh, you are. Gets the Bonnies on Saturday. That's a that's a tough pull. If the team we saw last night shows up, I don't know that a lot of 
I don't know that a lot of A-10 teams are going to have an answer for Chad Venning, uh, number 32 inside there. I'll tell you what was really unfair. Venning goes out, and they have, like, replacement big dude just comes in and hits one, number 20. I don't even think he's good. That was just the kind of night it was. It's like, man, big guy's got to take a rest. Wait, they've got another big guy? Are you hoarding big guys? What's going on here? It was. I just looked at a picture of the roster, and those, yeah. They're big boys. Those guys are behemoths. They and Toby Lowell, not a big guy. It was it was a bit of a mismatch last night at the Stew. All right, Lane Cassidyne after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan. Now, 1051 FM. All right, Thursday, January 4th. Uh, a tough night last night at the Stew. All right, uh, George Templeton, my guy, does the Rams Rewind podcast. He, he's chirping at me on Twitter. That's all right. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. Uh, he said that the crowd wasn't bad. They did their darndest to help last night, but the team gave them nothing. He didn't say darndest. I said darndest. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that facial expression there. Um, yeah, no, the crowd was loud. The crowd was engaged. I just, there weren't a lot of them. Uh, I mean, uh, just being generous and rounding up, there were 4,000 people there last night. I don't know. It was a small, so and everything worked against him. The students weren't there uh, because it was winter break. It was a nine o'clock tip. It was a Wednesday. We're coming off the holidays. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying saying how it is. Uh, our next guy tells it how it is. Uh, Lane Casadane from CBS 6. Uh, Lane, what's up, dude? Hey, good morning. Bonanno. Hope everybody... <laughs> I, I, well, it's outside the three-day uh, statue limitations, according to Larry David, isn't it? But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> uh, Derby Bill just hit me up, says, I hope Lane brought you some nice Italian bread uh, from, from, from his travels. I, I had a lot of it, but that stuff doesn't travel, so my apologies. <laughs> Prob- probably for the best. Um, you were, I saw your guy Sean Robertson at the game last night. Obviously, you were doing your thing in the studio. Uh, VCU finally gets its offense right, 78 points, but gives up 89. What would you make of the A-10 opener? Well, it's, I mean, you're going to be sledding uphill when the team shoots the way the Bonnie shot last night, yep. and that was a little more veteran team. They, you know, they did not, um, they did not crack. They didn't turn the ball over. I mean, at one point in the second half, they only had eight turnovers total for the game. I think it was around the four or five minute mark, and they had committed three in a row at that point. Um, but that was a team that the, the Bonnies were a team that shot very well. First of all, not every opponent is going to shoot like that. But they also, uh, that was a little bit more veteran team. And when uh, the guy, when, you know, Chad Benning has a game like he had, including that teardrop fadeaway at the My end of the goodness. first half. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you know, it may not be your night. And I didn't think VCU played bad. Uh, I just thought St. Bonaventure played that much better. Sometimes it's not that you lose a game; it's that the other team goes out and wins it. I tell you what, nothing aggravates a coach though like his guys not playing defense like he wants him to, right? Like coach, coaches can live with a bad shooting night uh, and justify that, but it, but if you don't play defense the way they like that, that got Ryan Odom going a little bit. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that they. Again, I don't know that you could have anticipated Bonaventure shooting fifty-five percent from beyond the arc. Uh, I don't know if that was in their scout. I, uh, to be honest, I haven't seen much of. You know, I haven't paid much attention to Bonaventure. I know they had one really good – I think they beat Oklahoma State earlier in the season, and then the rest of their non-conference was a little nondescript. Um, so I don't know that you could have predicted that. Uh, and, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not a head coach. Ryan Odom will forget more about basketball than I'll ever know. Uh, I, I, would, I would be interested in what kind of in-game adjustments they tried to make and if they saw them work or not. Yeah, it's because you had the moments in the second half there. Uh, you may not know much about the Bonnie's Lane, but you're one of the few people I know who could point to Olean, New York, on a map. <laughs> I, I I was I was encouraged to go there out of high school by my uh, by my guidance counselor, um, and I have actually been to Olean once in my life. Uh, and to the best of my knowledge, there is still just the lone stoplight in downtown. <laughs> Spent the longest two weeks of my life there one night. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> The old, the old bit. Uh, Lane Casadane joins us from CBS Six Sports. Uh, we we wound down the college football season uh, while while we were both away over the break for Virginia Tech to get a win in the Military Bowl uh, to finish their season like that, uh, but also to get uh, Kelvin Gilliam uh, from Highland Springs committing. Uh, feels like that program's on on a winning streak right now. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I don't know that that could have gone much better for Brent Pry. And I, uh, uh, forgive me, the, the, uh, the defensive lineman's name from Duke. I keep wanting to say Peppers, and that's that it. I think it's Peebles. Uh, I, I also do not know how, how to pronounce uh, Aeneas Peebles. Aeneas, I believe. I, yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I mean, he, there's a buzz about that program now that we haven't seen in some time, and kids are interested in coming back to Blacksburg, and they are believing, you know, a lot of kids stayed. I think they had eight kids that uh, committed to come back. You know, I mean, <laughs> this is the time that we live in now where you're more excited about kids saying that they're coming back and not jumping into the portal because that seems to be the norm. Uh, so Brent Fry is clearly making that uh, a destination and a place kids want to not only come and play, but stay and play. Um, and again, we haven't seen that for a long time. Frank Beamer, as good as he was, and he was real good for a real long time, he never had to deal with the portal. Uh, he never had to deal with NIL, and that's no knock against him at all. It's just a different game now. So you you have to kind of admire and keep track of what Brent Fry and his staff are doing down in Blacksburg because they're making it a place where kids want to want to go play again. You, you've been waiting for that for so long, and, and obviously a lot of Tech fans in the area have been waiting for that for so long to get big names and big schools. They got a commitment from Highland Springs in addition to the portal from Highland Springs. You get a DeMatha. Um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan lane of go find some winning schools, get some kids from those schools, and put them on your roster. And they don't all have to be five-star kids either, but you're right. Kids that have come from a winning program and kids – that know what it's like to win, what it takes to win, even if it's at the high school level, winning is still winning, um, and it's a culture that they bring with them. Uh, and obviously, Lauren Johnson has developed a fantastic culture. Tom Hall did the same thing at Manchester. All of the, you know, the good programs around here that win every single year, they have that culture inside of them, and kids can bring that with them. Might adapt a little bit when you get to the college level because it's a little bit different game up there. But yeah, having that culture. And, uh, and knowing how to win, um, you know, Frank built that program with two- and three-star kids that he knew would go exactly where he needed them in his uh, program and in his design. And I think Brent Pry is following that same blueprint. So true. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Lane Cassidane joins us on Thursdays, CBS 6. Catch him uh, weeknights, uh, weekends. It's CBS 6. They broadcast every night at 11, uh, only sports game in town. Um, all right. Uh, you know I could throw anything at you on Thursdays, which I appreciate. Russell Wilson uh, benched in Denver with two to go, even though they were still in the playoff chase, uh, which means he's going to be cut. Uh, we followed him for a very long time. Would you put Russell Wilson on your roster in 25? You know, I, well, it depends on my roster. First of all, which team do I have? <laughs> well, I, I can't – like a, a dream scenario for him would be some kind of plug-and-play, right? Like go, go to Atlanta where you got the weapons waiting for you. You know, I, I don't want to put him on a rebuilding roster, right? You put him on the commander's roster, I don't know that he's got the, the, the stomach for three years of that. But, like, give me a, give me a Falcons or somebody where, like – he can walk in like here's Bijan Robinson, here's Kyle Pitts, you know, here's Drake London. It, let's go. Sure, I just I am baffled, and again, I haven't followed the Broncos as closely as some of the other teams here on the East Coast, but I'm baffled every time I see Sean Payton screaming in Russell Wilson's face. Yes, because to the best of my knowledge, Russell Wilson is still the same player. I mean, you know, everybody slows down when you get a little bit older, but he's still the same player that we've seen you know, ever since the mid-2000s at Collegiate. And he's not a guy that I know of that goes off script because if he was, he would have handed the ball to you-know-who and scored that actual touchdown instead of throwing it. Um, <laughs> it all comes Patriots. back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, Always. I know. Run the damn ball. Exactly. <laughs> but every time I see Sean Payton screaming in his face, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Russell Wilson screamed at in his entire career. Charlie McFall never did it. Uh, they never did it at NC State. He didn't have to be screamed at at Wisconsin to the best of my ability. Pete, uh, Pete Carroll never screamed at him. Have you seen, has he forgotten how to play all of a sudden? Um, or is this something where – I don't know. I don't get that. That's the one thing I don't get about all of this. 
And I can't help thinking that that's such a dysfunctional situation yeah. that it's probably best for him to remove himself somehow because it, it, for whatever reason, it's just not going to work there. Well, you've got right when when Russ left Seattle, right? Like if I'm cooking up a blame pie, right? Like I gave more of it to Russ than Pete Carroll in that situation. He wanted out. He wanted to call the shots. He got what he wanted, right? And so he goes to Denver. I'm not saying I blame Russell Wilson for that, but he initiated his breakup in Seattle. And now he's in Denver. I'm giving him, like, the the world's smallest slice of, of this one. This is Sean Payton initiated. This has nothing to do with Russ. This is a guy coming in who decides he's got to have full say over everything, so much so that he's tanking. The $50 million of salary cap space did not have this guy on your team. Now, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me, Lane, about Russell Wilson, and he's older and he's lost his step or whatever, but I promise you, Russell Wilson is still better than negative $50 million. If he wasn't, if if they could have even sniffed this, you know, rapid and sudden decline in his ability, why does he have that contract? Yes, I mean, you pay. It's not his fault. You gave him all this money, and if you are now seeing that it's a burden on your overall salary cap in your organization, that's on you. That's not on him. Bingo. Um, unless he's just gone out there and just you know is blatantly throwing it to the other team, which he's not doing. Um, Russ, you know, we can only go by what we know of him from what we've seen. We're not in the meeting rooms every single day, but. You know, God, Russ is one of the kids that you just knew was going to make it when we saw him here, and he's done it the way that he's done it all the way through. And you're right; I, I do give him most of the I give him most of the balance for wanting out of Seattle, and I wonder if he regrets it now. But um, you know, when you go to Denver and they hand you all this money, you don't say, "Oh, no, 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 no. I think I'm going to suck in <laughs> no, two thanks. years. I can't take that money." No, you take the money if they're going to give it to you. You absolutely sign on the dotted line. Take the money. Absolutely. Any of us would have done the exact same thing in that situation. Uh, Lake Asadane, what do you guys have cooking on CBS 6 uh, this weekend? Well, t- uh, tonight we have uh, our Beyond the Roster series. We're going to sit down with Sean Casey when he was in yes. town for the, uh, for the hot stove, which was all the way back in November. This is how long we've been uh, kind of holding on this story. But uh, I sat down with Sean Casey and just we get into a little bit about how he became the mayor. First of all, how he came to Richmond, which is an interesting story in itself, and then how he became the mayor of Major League Baseball. And it goes back a lot to the way he was raised and his parents. Um, And the story, I mean, you've talked to Sean Casey. You could do an hour on him, and we don't have that kind of time. But (laughs) what we get into is more of of how he came to Richmond and – uh, how he became the mayor, where that personality comes from. So that's uh, that's coming up tonight at 11. There you go. Lane Castadane, always appreciate you making a little time for us on Thursdays. Mike, thanks for having me. Have a great weekend, everybody. You bet. All right, there he goes. We're back with more after this. This is 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. We're back Thursday morning, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. Always a thrill to welcome in our next guest, David Teal, Richmond Times-Dispatch, Richmond.com, out in Charlottesville last night, of course, for UVA. Louisville, I've always said the best medicine to get right is a home game against Louisville. So, David, I'll ask you about everything, but I want to start here. What's up with Louisville? How did we get here? I was doing some research, and there was a 47 season stretch where the Cardinals had two coaches in Denny Crum and Rick Pitino and had as many national championships three as losing seasons. And now they're about to have their third consecutive losing season and presumably next year their sixth coach in nine seasons when Kenny Payne has shown the door. It is a remarkable fall from grace for one of the great programs in this sport. All, all that, and they, I mean, they're in the ACC. They have the resources. Just, I mean, it, oh. that, fascinating. Yeah, and it, it just goes to show you 
the importance of getting the coaching piece yeah. right. Yeah. You know, P- P- Patino has his downfall self-inflicted. And, you know, then they go Chris Mack. And, you know, there's you – know, all of a sudden we're talking about extortion with, a, with an assistant <laughs> coach. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it gets stupid messy there. And then Paget is there for one year. And uh, it, was, it was just it, – it's, it's been crazy. And they, they have to get it right. Because that is a fan base that is clamoring for a return. Yeah, they uh, they 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 uh, they live in a state where uh, that this is the right time of year to uh, to dominate and be good. We were talking about that at VCU last night. Rhode Island is is now dead last in the A10, and that's a school with resources and and certainly with a passion for it. And I mean, you you miss that coaching hire and. You could be down there pretty quickly. Yes, and w- when you when you miss multiple coaching hires, mm-hmm. then you you really have an issue. And I, and I think no one questions Kenny Payne's affection for the institution. He played for Denny Crum. He was a freshman reserve on that '86 national title team. But Michael. Louisville basketball is not a job for a novice head coach. Facts right there. And for all his experience and accomplishments as an assistant, Kane Payne's never been in the big chair before now. And it shows. And it's a shame. Definitely a shame for the uh, for the Louisville fans for the for the conference because that's that's one of the programs you count on to hold the banner. But uh, on the other hand, uh, good good night for Virginia. Uh, Ryan Dunn uh, leading the stat sheet. Uh, uh, obviously, we've sang his praises plenty. Who, who who'd you like out there on the court? Well, yeah, when you have a double double and throw three block shots in there, then Isaac <laughs> not, not too shabby. Got- yeah, got it cranking from, I believe he scored 18 points in 19 minutes because he had foul trouble. Payne Murray came off the bench, had a dozen points, the most he's ever scored in an ACC game. Michael, I, I think overall what most, I don't know if impressed is the word, but what I think everyone expected to see and what Tony Bennett just needed to see was a team that took care of business against an inferior opponent. The Notre Dame loss was Virginia's third of the year, all of them by at least 20 points. The last time that happened to Tony Bennett was 2010-11, his second season in Charlottesville. And while the Wisconsin and Memphis losses, you can kind of shake off because those teams are going to the NCAA tournament. Notre Dame is not. Notre Dame's lost at home to Western Carolina and the Citadel. And to, to get run out of there on Saturday was really glaring. And I asked Tony Bennett flat out because it, it has struck me that because because overall Virginia's defensive numbers are good, but in those three losses, the Cavaliers I thought allowed their poor shooting to affect their willingness to defend, and we all know that that is a cardinal sin in Tony Bennett's book. Yep, and 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 he agreed with it with me, with my premise tonight. He said they had been immature, and the word he used to describe them at Notre Dame was soft. Oof. That is not a word often <laughs> associated with a Tony Bennett team. He, um, he threw some zone in there at the end the other day. I, I thought, like, that, if that That's isn't... the second if, time this year. If that isn't a frustrated man, I don't know what is. 
right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, soft. I mean, that that's a critique right there of a Tony Bennett team. But uh, is there is there light on the other side of this tunnel? Do you, do you sense this is a young team coming together? Or, or you know, we we talked about just how much talent he was fielding this year. Where does he go from here? Yeah, I, you used a very important word there, young, and maybe it. it especially young to the program, new to the program. Reese Beekman is the only returning starter from that crew that shared the ACC regular season title with Miami last year. So it was going to be a process. And as Bennett alluded to tonight, it was at times going to be painful, and it has been. But I think with the talent on this team that that maturity, that toughness will eventually emerge. Because if only because after all this time, in Tony Bennett we trust. It's uh I mean I I said that in the preseason, right? They weren't in top twenty five. I said like you give Tony Bennett this kind of talent, I'm I'm not betting against him, and uh, uh, last night notwithstanding, I'm, I'm still not betting against him as we get into the teeth of uh, ACC play here. All right, I, I saw you tweeted about it. I got to ask, that Caitlin Clark shot, this is as much fun as I've had oh, watching oh, women's basketball God. in a long time. Uh, Michael, I've had the privilege of seeing Caitlin Clark in person now twice. Last season in Dallas at the Final Four, and then this season in Charlotte against Virginia Tech, where, oh, by the way, she scored more points than any Hokies opponent ever <laughs> and, 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 and didn't play particularly well and still hung 44 on them and a handful of assists and was just worth the price of admission and, and then some. And the cool thing about it is, she understands who she is. She is a showman in every regard, and the sport needs it and craves it, and she is willing to provide it, bless her heart. <laughs> she, she is fun to watch, and uh, Hokies remain fun to watch. It's a, it's a great time to be a women's basketball fan. Great time to be a basketball fan all the way around. Uh, as well. David Teal, uh, we love reading his stuff in the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Richmond.com uh, was at UVA last night as they edged Louisville, and uh, we head into into conference play. The, these ones count. It's fun, fun time of year, and uh, thanks for making a little time joining us. Absolutely, Michael. Happy New Year's to uh, you and yours and all your listeners. I appreciate that. We're back with more after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. On the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. All right, great moments in sports radio yesterday. Uh, Tuesday was was not a banner moment in sports radio. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went on Pat McAfee's program, uh, you've probably heard this by now, and said Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, was going to be, uh, you know, w- w- hopes he doesn't find himself on the Epstein list or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. which we should clear <laughs> clear up here. He's not on the Epstein list, right? The um, list has been released. You can't you can't say that. That that's like you can't say that. It's too soon. Yeah, you can't say people are on the Epstein that is list. A big claim. Yeah, that, that's a big no no. You can't say that. Uh, JC's with me. Megan's with me. Hey. Whole crew's here. Hey, guys. Uh, having a ton of fun on a Thursday. Lines are yours, 833-804-0910. So Jimmy Kimmel 
works for ABC. Pat McAfee works for ESPN. They are owned by the same company. Uh, so Pat McAfee had to go on the air and apologize yesterday, which if you've listened to the Pat McAfee show, he's got a tone, right? He's got the bro, eat a dog, you know, kind of. kind of. The apology doesn't really work in that format, but he tried to keep... Keep the keep the vibes going. Right, the tone with the apology. Yeah. So so here's here's Pat McAfee on what went wrong, how he allowed a celebrity to go on his show and say somebody was on the Epstein list. But I can see exactly why Jimmy Kimmel felt the way he felt, especially with his position. But I think Aaron was just trying to talk. Now, did it go too far? Uh, and a lot of people. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel certainly said that was the case. We obviously don't like the fact that we're associated with anything negative ever. We like our show to be an uplifting one, a happy one, a fun one, but it's because we talk and try to make light of everything. Mm -hmm. Some things, obviously, people get very pissed off about, especially when they're that serious allegations. So we apologize for being a part of it. We we apologize for uh, being a part. We were just trying to have, you know, just like bros talking at a bar. Like, you know, don't you get together with your friends at the bar and... Talk about who's on the Epstein list. Right. All the time. All the time. You know, sometimes when you're having fun, these things happen. I like Uh, to defame my friends for fun, yeah. Yeah, you know, just a little casual defamation on a Tuesday night. Dogs. It's chill. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, though, like, I don't know if he was, like, in the moment or what, but he sets up his own question and then is completely unable to answer it. He just... Did it go too far? Uh, and a lot of people... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying it did, but we're not saying it didn't. I, I mean, Dog. Have you ever heard such a verbal skid? People, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's Panic. skidding. Did, did we go too far? I'm, I mean, I would say... <laughs> it's so hard to know these things. Huge claim to make unsubstantiated. Here we go. We're knocking the cobwebs off still. It's the fourth. (laughs) Society being what it is. Did we go too far? I did. That's that's me, right? That that's me on January first on the morning. Did we go too far last night? Yeah, Maybe, I don't know. you think we should have stopped after that last round? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I love celebrities in, in awkward situations. Like, oh yeah, somebody yeah. posted on uh, on Twitter. Um, you know, Pat McAfee wears like the the tank top every day to host his show. He was in like a full button up work shirt yesterday. Pat Aaron Rodgers screwed up so much. Pat McAfee had to wear a shirt to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know the guy's down bad. Oh gosh, I need to clean up. I always this. feel like right. So so I talk in front of a microphone live for two hours a day. And Megan, as you've learned, I don't plan this stuff. Yes. Um, which <laughs> does that go too far? <laughs> you do great with it. See, that would be me if I was doing this live, uh, like two but, hours a day. You know, so you're you're always no conscious of like, don't make fun of people who have live mic slip ups because there, but for the grace of God, go why? Like, exactly. I could slip up one day. Yep. I could say a curse word on this show. I could do so. But there are some things like I say with great confidence, yeah. and we can rack this clip and use it against me later if we need to. I say with great <laughs> confidence that at no point in my radio live mic career will I ever say that somebody's on the Epstein list without knowing if they're on the Epstein yeah. list or not, just to Might get back much. at them for a petty slight from years ago. Just don't let that yep. slip, Mike. I mean, one day <laughs> you might feel like defaming somebody. You might you might just get that wild hair. But you were telling me about the the other. Who's the woman the, the, who's out of prison right now? Gypsy the, Rose. Uh, Gypsy Rose. What's the deal with this? Okay, uh, so and if I get any of the details wrong, don't don't come at me. It's live, um, but <laughs> but uh, you can come at her on Michael's ex. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine. There you go. Oh, yeah, um, call in. So basically, uh, she like there is like stuff having to do with like Munchauser syndrome and stuff, and like her mom, like just a wild scenario. I mean, like the mom made up that she was sick, right? Yes. She made up that to she like was get sick. sympathy she was, like, and dying. donations and things, yeah, right? I think yeah, they even got like they're talking about it on the other, like, yeah, on Elliot on the morning, and they're talking yeah. about it like you know how like she got like a house and everything, and you know just oh yeah. my gosh, it was absolutely wild, all this stuff, and like feeding her through like a feeding tube, it was terrible what she yeah. did to her, and uh, so then the girl she meets this guy online, her boyfriend, and she makes up this plot to like kill her mother, and the boyfriend carries it out. 
And yeah, she just got out of jail. This so. was back. This was back when people didn't meet people online. This I'm was like pretty sure this was like around like what 2015, 2016. Yeah, I feel like that's still yeah. too like now. Like you just meet people online. That's a thing you do. Yeah, but that you still like you know kind of like Craigslisty yeah. kind of things back then. Oh yeah. yeah. So she's like, hey, like my mom's doing this, and then he kills her. Yeah, uh, and, and she was she was in on it. She was in on so it. So she went to jail. She went to jail. Was it like she, supposed to be like eight years or so? But now, and so it was eight out. years ago, and now now she's out. Now she's out. And okay. he's still in facing life. He, he killed is. her. Of course he's in. So <laughs> you know, like, like, of course he's in. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? They this is, this is a proper society, though, right? JC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. They both they both stabbed her. Correct. In the I bed. don't remember that part. This, I just remember, I think she did the plot and he carried it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's I'm my just saying, that's, orchestrating that's a murder. That's different. Yeah. Uh, because didn't she stay in like the bathroom the whole time or something? The other room? I don't know. Fact check. Hey, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what, if you're keep if you're checking Josh, we, we, we don't check, get I don't know, need to get somebody me. else in here to work behind you. Yeah, this is, this is going to become a busy room in a hurry it's here. So this busy. checks and balances. We're Stub when you need him. Stub's almost awake by now. Let's get get Stub in here. I, I bet Stub's voice. in uh, production eleven right now. Stub yeah. Stub, come say hey if you're here. <laughs> send, get, send get us up. straight. Um, Stub and I were talking yesterday, and, and Meg, if you if you want to be a part of this, you can. We're gonna have a producer okay. Olympics. Ooh, uh, that sounds fun. For the producers. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm getting pumped. Now, now Stubb... Hey. Getting pumped for it. You, you can beat Stubb in push-ups. We've established that. Um, yes. But but you think he's got you in the race? Oh, my God. Have you seen his legs? Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> No, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, and he's going to take me We're adding like a, tri- a trivia portion. Movie trivia so you can show how smart you are in sports trivia so we can nice. have a good chuckle. Yeah, and apparently there's an academic leg of the decathlon, too. Yeah. I'm I'm out on that. I mean, maybe like English lit, but mm. Adam um, gave me a Do you, do you have any events yesterday. you want to see? Any events you want to see in the in the producer Olympics here? Oh my goodness, I'd have yeah. to think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll we could we'll, do a shot put. We'll line this started because I I have to do fifty push ups on the air because uh, of a bet I made with Awad. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, is what happened. Yeah, I I said the commanders would get better and um, they they didn't. Well, see, you could do. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was JC. Uh, that was JC. Um, okay, so one idea you could do like a blind karaoke thing. I saw this video on TikTok oh. recently where you can't like you know the TV's behind you and Kay. you have the karaoke going and you have to guess what song it is and sing the right lyrics. Oh, I got it. That was I got fun. it. Well, that that'd be one you could win, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so why I so we're all it. we're all introducing <laughs> games we can win here. Um, <laughs> as mentioned, I don't plan this out. I've got fifty six fifty today, right? I've I've got. 30 more seconds of radio yes, here. Indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. All right, good deal. We, we we added an extra minute to this show this year in 24. Um, okay. I think people are responding positively to it. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think more show is, is good for everybody. Good for business. Yeah. More show, good stuff. Uh, hour number two, David Teal joins us at 1115. I always want to make sure to catch that. AWOD comes by uh, at 1145 in between college football, pro football, and uh, we'll hear from uh, Zeb Jackson after last night's VCU game. This is 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. Thursday morning, MP on the mic. I am MP. This is the mic. This is the program. 833-804-0910 to weigh in. Um, We're nearing the end of the Live from Ashburn shows. Uh, We got potentially two more, uh, maybe tomorrow and Monday, I think is the end of those uh, as we near the end of the commander season. And then we get into the fun. It's speculating season, uh, which we all enjoy immensely, of course. Um... Bill Barnwell at ESPN put out this list. Uh, this was this was two weeks ago, uh, but this is still fresh. He, he's ranking NFL head coach openings for 2024, uh, best jobs to worst jobs. And I think this is an important reality check for a lot of us because, and I've said this on the show too, I'm as guilty of this, is the commander's job is a great job. I, I've said that, and I believe that. Like, I think if you're a, a, a coach looking for work, if you're on Monster.com, you know, pulling the openings, I think this is a good opening. Uh, new ownership, high draft pick, uh, gr- uh, fan base that hasn't won in a long time, so so you know they can't get too mad at you if you don't win right away. Uh, I think this is a good pull. 
And I've heard a lot of other people say that. Our sister station, 106.7 up in D.C. I know J.P. Finley, B. Mitch, all those guys, they've said it as well. Grant Paulson, he believes that as well. Like Locally, and I I think the fans believe this too, locally we all think you would really want to be the coach of the Washington Commanders. It why would put some bread on the table. Why? It, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to go hungry. No, you, Nobody's gone hungry coaching the Washington Commanders. Um, the, the burnout rate is high, uh, but but the, the cash-to-burnout ratio remains quality. Uh, but I, uh, So that's why I was surprised. Bill Barnwell, he's got 10 potential openings. Now, like, he's scoring Vegas as an opening. I don't know, you know, I don't know if it'll be an opening or not. Falcons, he's scoring as an opening. I think that should be an opening. I think that's another really interesting one. Will it be or won't it be? Uh, Patriots, I think we're assuming Belichick could go. Things like that. Um, he's got the Jets on the list. Uh, they're sticking with what they've got because Aaron Rodgers told him to because I, I think they're all worried he'll put him on the Epstein list. If they don't, so careful guys. Uh oh, we're on the line. We're towing the line. <laughs> Did we cross the line? Uh, yeah. Uh, ten, so Bill Barnwell, uh, ten coaching openings. He scores the Commanders as the seventh best of the ten. He's got six jobs that he says are more appealing in this cycle than the Washington Commanders job. That's saying something. That was a glass, a big tall glass of cold water for me, because because mm. I'm just working under this assumption, right? That like people are people are going to want this, people are going to be clamoring for this. Now I'm not saying like they'll get their first choice, but I think they'll I think they'll get a quality candidate. So here's what Bill Barnwell says on ESPN, and he's a guy who knows his stuff. He's dialed in. Pros, uh, halo effect from new ownership, right? You don't have to work for Dan Snyder. Low expectations, uh, draft capital. Cons, subpar facilities, lack of star talent at key positions, and a need to rebuild the culture. Right? We we've talked about that as Ron Rivera's culture. Ron Rivera's done his victory laps <laughs> that he's fixed the culture, right? So you, you hear need to rebuild the culture and you wonder what what did we do here for the last four years? And the answer was kind of spun the tires and a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Got moved on to a new ownership. Lack of key lack of star talent at key positions. Um League-wide, I can tell you, Terry McLaurin is not viewed as highly as he is in this market. Uh, I think that goes both ways, right? Part of it is Terry's a really good dude, and he's been a great captain and anchor for this team. And part of it also is he's not viewed in that class of Tyreek Hills and and game-changing wide receivers. Now, I love Terry. I'm I'm riding with Terry. Of course. Um, But, you know, if you're looking at a job, you say, who do I get? You get Terry. Okay, like there's Terry's out there. You could get Rams drafted a Terry, Puka Nakua. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks have a Terry um, in DK Metcalf. Okay. You can get yourself a Terry. Um, they're, not, they're not rare. Defensively, John Allen's probably going to be traded. Uh, that secondary is decimated. Uh, subpar facilities kind of speaks for itself. Um, there's high school gyms nicer than, than the workout facility in Ashburn. Now, I think new ownership will fix that. Um, but it's a warning sign for anybody coming in because progress is always slow. You talk about getting a new facility or getting a new stadium. Those things may be um, always a- always a little slower than you think they are, right? You right. would never take this job and be like, I'm going to get to play in a new stadium. No, you're not. It's eight years away. Mm-hmm. Nobody coaches an NFL team for eight years anymore. It's just not not the gig. Uh, there's There's too much turnover. So I was I was surprised. So his, his six that are better, his number one coaching job in this cycle, and this one caught me off guard too, the Chicago Bears. Really? The Chicago Bears. Uh, he says, you've got access to a potential star quarterback, Justin Fields, a young roster, lots of draft capital. They got the number one overall pick. He really values having that number one overall pick. Yeah, I guess so. I don't love that situation because you've got to make such a big decision right out of the gate. You haven't worked with Justin Fields for a year, and you've got to decide, are we rolling with him or are we using this draft pick? No, you may never be picking number one again. That's a your, lot of faith. A coach gets to pick number one overall one time, and if it doesn't work out, if you're picking number one again, somebody else is turning in the card that year. Right. Right. If you end up back at number one as the worst team, somebody else gets to turn in that card. So right out of the gate, you got to make a really important decision. That's high pressure. Um, ownership there has always been a little little disconnected, uh, to, to put it generously. 
Uh, number two, the Chargers. I think we all agree the Chargers does a great job. I would not be a li- even a little bit surprised if the Rose Bowl and not the Rose Bowl, the uh, the championship game ends Monday night and Jim Harbaugh walks it off to the Chargers. Mm. I think that's a great that's a consensus great job. Uh, you get the sense he's ready to take on whatever's next. Uh, he can probably be himself in LA a little easier than he can in one of the big markets. Um, just because there's less scrutiny on him on the position. It's still an NFL job, um, but he's he's a little good. Can we play clip number five? I told you three or seven. Let's play clip number five. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's split the difference. Uh, Jim, This is Jim Harbaugh uh, reflecting on the, the cheating scandal at Michigan. You know, it's just the way this team de- is built um, and the way how connected they are as as players and, and we are as a team. It's it's unanimous support for each and every guy. And, um, you know, it's almost been an unfair advantage. I mean, all the things that, that uh, you know, that the team has gone through. I mean, we don't care anymore. We don't care what people say. We don't care about uh, um, anything that comes up. We just know we're going to overcome it because uh, it's un- unanimous support from uh, every single guy on the team. You missed it. He didn't say it's unfair. He said it's an unfair advantage. It's it's an unfair advantage that they got caught for cheating, and so because of that, they're more motivated than they've ever been before. I'm so confused. <laughs> so confused. Do do the math on it. What's we've been given an unfair advantage of being caught cheating, and because of that, we're more motivated than the teams we play against. More motivated than ever. <laughs> He says, we don't care anymore. Punk tactics. I love it. Uh, Number three job, the Atlanta Falcons, and I agree with that. The Falcons have a ton of talent, and I... I, I like Arthur Smith, um, but but he's he's not getting the job done there. I think that's pretty clear. You can walk in and win in Atlanta pretty quickly. That's a tough call though. If he makes the playoffs, do you fire him? Hard to hard to fire a playoff coach. Uh, we are uh, on the Commanders draft board rooting against Atlanta this weekend. That's one of the big draft pick swing games. If the Saints win, the Commanders can slide into that number two draft pick. Uh, so that that's important there. Uh, he had the Jets at four. We know now the Jets job isn't going to open. I can just say right now definitively, the New York Jets job is not better than the Commander's job. Uh, no chance. Zero no percent chance there. Uh, the Patriots is interesting. He's got the Patriots as better than the Commander's job. That's hard to say. That's an interesting one to me, right? Yeah. Because um, you, you've got an owner who's clearly patient, will give you time, that that's a fan base though that's demanding a winner right now, and that's a long rebuild. Like, right. do my guy Belichick, who I love, and I think there's a job waiting for him somewhere. He he drafted a kicker in the fourth round, and the kicker turned out not to be good. That's mm-hmm. it's that's a long long way back there. Uh, he's for got sure. Tampa at six. Uh, by the way, one of his pros for the Tampa job: there's no state income tax. Uh, so you keep more of your uh, hey. keep more of your check this week. Yeah, look at that. You, the things that matter to people, right? <laughs> the things that matter to people get to keep um, a little more. Cha-ching. That was one of the things. The Shohei Otani baseball contract he signed with yeah. the Dodgers, um, seventy million dollars a year. They're going to pay him two million dollars a year, and then after he retires, they're going to pay him the other sixty-eight once a year for the ten years after he retires. Right. Um, so part of that apparently. If he leaves California after he plays, the 68 doesn't get taxed in California. See? Work smarter, not harder. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm blown away. That's an amazing logic yeah, right there. I'm, whoever figured that out is a, is a genius. Uh, so commander's job number seven. And that's that surprised me, but you look at it. I agree. Chargers is a better gig. I, you can make a case the Bears is, the Falcons. Uh, I disagree on the Jets. Um, maybe so the seven Patriots. out of ten, and who do we got at? Uh, who's eight, behind? Who's behind Commanders? Eight, nine and ten, yeah. Uh, the Saints' job, yeah, they're they're in they're they're toast Makes on sense. the salary cap, and they have a bad quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. The Raiders, just because of how temperamental the owner is, uh, and Carolina, of course, speaks for itself as the Panthers. worst job in the league. Uh, Sheesh, yeah. Bad team without a draft pick and an owner who's throwing drinks at fans. Um, other than that, sideline conduct. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a big pile of money, though. I don't know. Go, go take his money. 
Go rehab your reputation a few years. That's what people did with Dan Snyder. Uh, <laughs> there, you, there you go. Uh, David Teal on the other side. He was at the UVA Louisville game last night. I've been talking a lot about VCU today, uh, but but uh, UVA got right last night with a very nice win over a woeful Louisville team. You can only you can only play the teams on the schedule. That's what they say. Uh, David Teal up next. This is MP on the mic. Nine ten the fan. One zero five one FM. Yeah, I'm taking this Thursday's show home. Always appreciate y'all joining us uh, around the city one, on 910-1051 or around the world on the free Odyssey app. Also find the podcast once we wrap up here. My guy JC goes uh, goes on the hamster wheel and runs until we have enough internet to post it. That's uh, that that's our post-show uh, tradition. It also helps you train for the Producer Olympics. My little legs are so tired. <laughs> I've been running in this wheel. <laughs> Mr. Cratchit, it's Christmas. I'd like to not run on the wheel today. Bah humbug. <laughs> Keep running. All right, crosstalk time. Fire it up. Two hosts enter. Let's get it on right now, all right? Two hosts will also leave, but in between, all bets are off. This is Crosstalk with MP and AWOD. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. All right, AWOD Radio uh, is right here next to me, next to me at the stew last night as well. Uh, But you had the brilliant idea that we're going to have a producer Olympics. Yes. Uh, Your guy, Stubb, who I'm tired of you talking smack on behalf of Stubb. If he if, oh. if he if he feels he's so good, he should come in here and represent himself and not cower behind your, your shadow. Uh, Stub, I'm Stubb's not picking some, the fight. He's here. got some pre-show work to do. You know, you can work that out. <laughs> but I, I do have an addition I want to make to the producer Olympics here. That, that that's what we're doing. Yeah, you've been asking me. We're taking ideas. What do I think of that sounder? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I've heard, probably heard it five or six times now. It's enough that, to enough yeah. to that time it, it hit me. Two hosts enter. Two hosts will still leave, <laughs> but in between, all bets are off. I love that sounder. There so I go. think part of the producer Olympics should be we should have a producer off in audio. <laughs> a right? promo off. Right? Promo off. Oh so each gosh. of them will enter a dark room for 60 minutes. <laughs> Sounds like another day Nothing at the office. but the I, voice of Bob. You said dark room. Said dark. Nothing but Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, and, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> And a, and a laptop, right? And they they will be able to edit a promo of each of our shows, and then we'll play the promos on air, and that's how you win one of the categories. Can we has the get promo? Can we get Bob? Like they'll get two minutes of access to Bob, yeah. for whatever they need. They get two and minutes. And at the of end Bob. of the two minutes, Bob's gone. Yep, and then and he's they, not coming back. They can use whatever yeah. they want. Splat, you know, Doctor Dave, all the websites that we have to get mm-hmm. some sound, and uh, they got to put it together. Do you know Bob? I like have you met him in person? I, I have not met him in person. We've gone back and forth. I do know he's a big Bills fan, and he okay. He he liked my segment um, behind the enemy lines, and he said, "I'll tell you how you go behind the enemy lines. Beat the crap out of the Commanders." And he said that after the Bills came to town. Uh, so but he talks some smack. Bob is the voice of the station, so yeah. anytime you you are listening to you MP know nine on the mic, yeah, yeah that's, that, him. that's him. Uh, let's get him in here one day. Yes. Uh, I would love. I would love to meet Bob. I don't know if that's possible. I think he might be one of the hardest working men in the industry. Like Dude, I we think don't have enough money. I think may he's not, doing a lot of the East Coast. He may not even be in human form. He may just be a a, a voice that yeah, comes he's down just, from uh, the heavens. Just, <laughs> he's a cloud that floats where he's needed and he's like the down. Power Rangers guy, right? Or that Zordon. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. This is nine ten. The fat. Do you, do you? Are you born with that, or do you develop that? You develop it. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. voice. Probably around yeah. eighteen. But Bob in puberty getting all squeaky. No, I mean I had a friend. I'll give a shout out to my buddy Jeff. All right, we interned together, and I was so jealous because I was, you know, junior in college, and I wanted to work in sports. Jeff walks in, and they're immediately like, "Oh, you've got the voice of God." You're going to get a job at this station. No matter what, we can't wait for you to graduate. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I heard Jeff open his voice, and he was like, this is the fan. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Nice to yeah. meet you, Experience Adam. means nothing if you've got a voice like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what's the female equivalent of that? Is that like a, you know, because it, it, it's not the deep voice. No. What, how would you just, because there, there is yeah. like a, a singing voice that you're just like, 
ding, that's that's it. There yeah. is. And for radio, I mean, I'd say like talking really smooth and calm and, you know, it's like that maybe. Depends on the station. That was too. pretty good. Depends on the station. Oh, yeah. No, Thank Megan's you. got it. Yeah. I'm trying. That's yeah, the no, goal. Megan's got it for sure. <laughs> um, depends on the station, too. D- different stations have different, right. different energies. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even within the genre. Like you go up to D.C., there, there's NPR up there and they go the lowest and the slowest. Yeah. Um, but then there's yeah. WTOP, which is like, it's news. Let's go. Here's the, here's the first headline. Here's the second headline. Here's the Here's traffic. That traffic's over. It's time for weather. All right. You missed it. Let's go. Well, that was the, the news. That's the thing I find really interesting. Uh, so another board up up here. Shout out to Ashley, your favorite Ashley. Uh, hey. She got to fill her, in her, for... Her email address is yes. your favorite your Ashley. Your favorite Ashley. Uh, she got to fill in for a couple of different music stations up here. She got to do uh, Mix. She got to do Q. She got to do, um, gosh... The beat, you know, she got to do a few different ones. And she said, like, her experience with it was, like, every different station, she kind of put on a different personality yeah. for that. So that was really interesting. Different vibe, different energy, different voice, you know. I yeah. love it. I love it. We got something for everybody. And then, like, do, do Wicker and Wild, do they have to go different at Christmas? Because they become a Christmas station. Like, is the mm. Christmas voice different from the mix voice hmm. normally? It's <laughs> a good L- question. I, I don't know. Now L- I'm getting confused. Little, We're so far into this. A little now. hollier <laughs> and jollier, maybe, you know? Something, you know, just a little little extra jiggly <laughs> on the edges. Absolutely. The All right. We were at the stew last night. Yeah. Um, give, at the stew. We were at the stew. Um, it, uh, Odom called it the seagull the other day, by the Ooh, way. Really? Yeah, we'll have to brief him on that. <laughs> I Like, it's always been the stew to me. Is that... Have you... You gave me a look. Have you not heard no, that? No, I've always called it the stew yeah. or, you know, yeah. the, the, the Seagull Center. Seagull Center the right. Seagull Center. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the, ha- the home of the Broad Street bullies. That's what I like to say. Absolutely. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of bullying happening on defense last <laughs> no, night. Well, there was for by ja- Chad Venning. That dude is an old school bully. You know what's so frustrating is that I want to, like, say he's a fat slob and he's slow, but that, that dude no. is nimble. Nope. He was My not. My goodness. <laughs> Well, His some big ass feet move so quick. There are there are big dudes who are just there to take up space. Right, Albert Hansworth. <laughs> pot roast. Remember yeah. pot roast? Terrence Knighton. Yeah. That was yep. his nickname. Pot roast. And then roast. there's guys like Chris okay. Baker, Swaggy. Swaggy. Right? Yeah. Um, he was not there to take up space. No. He was there to make baskets. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, my goodness. The shot before half was incredible. Yeah. He had another buzzer beater earlier in the first half where he turned around and shot it from the baseline, fadeaway, like he was Michael Jordan. I mean, it's just, he was unstoppable yeah. last night. And look, we talked about this on the podcast. I think VCU has an issue down low. They're soft inside. And look, I think we were soft inside last year. All right, I'm not going to you know put that yeah. on just these yeah. guys. Um, I thought Jalen Deloach at times w- was too skinny down low. And that's why Brandon Johns Jr. was a better matchup for some guys. But Toby Lawal can jump out of the gym, but he needs to put m- some more meat on him. And he's young. And Christian Furman had a great game. But he also is young and not that experienced. Chad Venning was playing 30 minutes a game last year. Furman was playing two. I'm not prepared to declare them soft after losing to Chad Venning, but they're on soft watch for well, sure. Right? We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're on soft watch. Well, they're just, soft they've watch. never been good against big guys. No. Not since we had Moali Cox, since we had our own big guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how about a game of horse in the Producer Olympics? Um, here's my I good- would do okay. Here's my. Con- I don't trust Stub holding a basketball. I don't trust Stub holding a sporting equipment. <laughs> Who's on whose side? I'm actually. I'm actually. I, look at this He's kid like, right now. I played basketball for seven years. Oh, in middle school and right. elementary. I just don't trust. Right. Maybe it's his outfit today. I don't trust this flannel. <laughs> Looks like he's a. I'll, Hipster Santa Claus. All right. I'll, I'll I was going to say I'll embarrass myself because I'll tell my back. I, I grew up loving baseball. I played baseball. I'm very good at baseball. Uh, I was always really tall, though. So you got to join the basketball team. Like, I don't, I don't like basketball. I don't want to play basketball. Yeah. So I ended up being not very good at basketball as a result. <laughs> so in college, we had, at the student newspaper, we had an intramural basketball team. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, Mike, you got to be on the intramural basketball team. Like, oh, you're thinking that because I'm tall, I'm actually not good at basketball. No, 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 you're on the team. Let's go, let's go. So it's the first game. We're running back and forth, like just getting some good run in. And at one point, I see a steal, and I go for it, and I steal the ball, and I fast break down the other way. And I've got four steps on the kid, Yeah. so he just stops. He just doesn't chase me anymore. It's just me <laughs> running free for the layup all alone. And I go up, and I miss the layup. Uh... But nobody's there so to get the defense around. So I get my own rebound and I go back up 
and I missed the layup again. Oh, but nobody on bad. but nobody on the other team has chased. Yeah. So we're just gonna be standing here until your boy can make a layup. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Third try, I make the layup, called timeout, sub myself out. <laughs> wow. That's, look, that's unbelievable. Great story. I I've worked in this industry for ten years. One thing I've noticed. Newspaper guys are not the greatest no, athletes. No, no, of course not. <laughs> you it's guys almost are like they write for a yeah. living. I mean, my goodness, you you have a way with words. Because we leave we leave the arena at one thirty in the morning, and we think, oh, we got a little time to get Taco Bell before we get back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. AWOD Radio up next. Grant Daniel take you home. This is nine ten. The fan at one hundred five one FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 